Welcome to the 78th episode of Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by Warriors Summer League head coach Aaron Miles. Aaron has spent the past two seasons as the head coach of the Santa Cruz Warriors, Golden State's G League affiliate. Now he is set to lead the Warriors Summer League team which will compete at California Classic Summer League in Sacramento July 1st through the 3rd and the MGM Resorts NBA Summer League in Las Vegas July 5th through the 15th. After Summer League practice Friday morning at Warriors headquarters, Aaron sat down with me to discuss his playing career on professional basketball's fringes, his path to Golden State's bench, and much, much more. We'll have our conversation right after the break. On Friday morning, Aaron Miles sat down with me at Warriors headquarters in Oakland. I opened our conversation by asking what was the toughest thing he had to endure in a 10-year playing career that included stops in the Development League, Spain, France, Greece, and Russia. What was the toughest part? Yeah. First off, it was a great experience. I'm not even yeah. going into negative connotation, tough yeah. spot. No, it was just great, man. Like My career, um, I was fortunate to play 10 years. Professionally, um, it's a game I love, you know, and obviously I, I had a goal of making it to the NBA as a player and it didn't happen. Well, it happened, but I didn't stick. But, man, like the basketball took me across the country, man, and, and allowed my wife and, you know, to, to see the world as well as uh, my kids was traveled a little bit with us. And, and you know, I, my, my family, my mom and dad was able to come to some places. So basketball, e- e- even though I wasn't – in the NBA, man, it, it was great. So when I when you say the tough part, I'm not gonna say anything tough. I mean, I maybe think, a better question is your favorite part. What was your favorite part? The favorite part about it is that man, the fact that I was able to experience different cultures, see the world, um, uh, see different perspective on life. Yeah. You know, uh, when you when you travel to different countries. And, uh, Had you traveled much growing up, or no, no, shit, I'm you know from Portland. I mean, all I knew was. <laughs> Northeast Portland for the most part, yeah. you know, growing up, man, and uh, our, our community, you know, and so when I went off to college, um, and I mean, and obviously, you know, we have family trips, like, to go back to see family in Detroit or whatever, but, uh, you know, uh, when I went off to college, obviously, that's when I realized, okay, you, it's more out there, you start traveling, you know, uh, but then once I started playing professionally, getting to go to Europe and all that was amazing. Yeah. Um, what, how has that experience educated you as a coach you know we're working with a lot of guys who are, are kind of in that striving class that they're hoping to make the league yeah. and, and and being a guy who kind of was similar in that respect well i always tell them like even in the g league as well as here man that i've sat in their seats i've been there you know every role that they've they're they're every role that everybody on the team is playing i played that role at some point in my career be it on one of my teams overseas be it um in summer league be it in the nba when i play with golden state or in g league you know, I've sat in all those seats where, and so I can relate to you guys. You know, I understand that it's not always fair, so to speak, or in your mind. Um, but it is what it is, man. And, and you know, and, and so what I try to utilize, man, is just about being a pro. It's about being a pro, no matter where you are, and always understanding that this is what you're doing now impacts your future. You know, and so like I said earlier, it's like, man, I didn't, I didn't get to stick in the NBA as a as a as a player but my work ethic uh, uh, my approach you know my relationships that I built throughout my career is the reason why I'm here today right you know and so 
people, a lot of players get in their mind like it's all about the now, 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 now. And, you know, that's why I, I try to preach to them. Like, it, you know, and it ain't going to be, it may not be right. fair. You know, every, everything ain't fair. Life ain't fair. That's right. the reality right. of it. When did you start thinking seriously about coaching? Man, I, like, I always kind of knew it was in me just because I was the point guard. Pass first point guard. Pass first point guard, you know, second baseman, you know, play, I played quarterback in football, you know what I mean, you know, growing up, you know, and so I would, I would work camps when I was in high school, you know, in which I'm, I'm working with kids, you know, and stuff. And even, even before that, I always talk about, man, I had a little brother. I have a little brother. Um, so when he was young, you know, him and my little cousin, they'd be over the house and I would be putting them through drills, you know, <laughs> football drills at the time, you know, yeah, and stuff, yeah. or baseball, whatever, teaching whatever I knew. I always felt, I always felt uh, compelled to uh, give my knowledge and expertise, you know what I mean, and share it with people, yeah. you know, no matter who it was, you know, and so that's how, I always, how I've always been. That's how I was raised, my mom and dad. So I always share my knowledge and... You know, I think that's just something that's just carried, you know. And as I went on in you know, my professional career or college career and professional, you know, uh, I played that same kind of role. Like, I always was like a liaison between a coach and the players. Right. <laughs> you know, even though I was a player. <laughs> right. You know, so. Well, what went into the decision to retire from playing when you did? I mean, you probably still had a couple more years potentially in you if you'd wanted them. Why did you decide to step away when you did? So, I always say, man, only a few people actually get to retire. Yeah. Only a few get to retire on their own terms. Right. Right. You know, a lot of times, whether it's the NBA kicks you out or don't, right. or you don't get right. a con. A lot of times, you just don't get a contract, um, or an injury or something happened. And so for me, it was an injury. Okay. You know, what I got hurt. Uh, I tore my labrum, and then uh, as I rehabbed, so I tore my labrum. I was in Russia. I ain't gonna get into that story because that was a wild story. Um, about what I went through in Russia, uh, but I'm guessing the medical staff wasn't NBA standard. Well, and... it, it, I mean, it was just more so um, they didn't really believe that I was in pain. Yeah, know? and then you know, I came home, you know, seen the doctor, and they, you know, like, oh no, you got to tear this and this, and, and anyways, um, you know, I had a labrum tear, so I rehab, didn't heal, so then I got surgery, and when I had my surgery, Coach Self, man, who I love. You know, and he and this is what I love about it. He told me a long time ago, like when I'm done playing, he was gonna hire me. And so, I wasn't done playing. I was rehabbing, planning on coming back to play. And that year is when I was, you know, I'm living in Kansas. And Lawrence at the time and Coach Self said, "Look, this is a perfect opportunity for you to come on my staff, uh, help us out, get a feel for it. You rehab at the same time, and if you go back and play, great. You know, but you have a feel for it." And so I did that. And then at the end of that season. You know, I didn't, you know, didn't fully recover like I wanted to from a health standpoint. And uh, so were you still getting, trying to get in pickup runs and stuff like that, kind of get back in shape for yeah, a I mean, run so overseas? I, I started to, but I still was having pains. Yeah. And so then at, at one point, I was just like, you know what? I'm in it right now. I'm done. You know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't feel like it's getting any better, you know, right now. So I just said, you know what? I'm in. I'm in the coaching game now. Let me go ahead. I'm in it. Did you play for Roy Williams, right? Or I did played two for Roy, two okay. for two for okay. Two so for you got coach. to know them both. Yeah, two for Coach Williams, two for Coach Self. Great relationship. Yeah, with both of them. Yeah. Um, and 
and then it was a it was an assistant coach at Kansas who got the head job at Florida Gulf Coast, right? Yeah. And then, yep. so he hired you on it as an yeah, assistant. Yeah, but he was he he had already been at Florida Gulf Coast for okay. a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's already in Florida Gulf Coast for a couple. Of, in fact, that year before, when I first got hurt, he had called me and like, "Yo, we got an opening. Would you like, you know, what what you think?" I'm like, "Coach, I'm still trying to get back to play." He's like, "Well, okay." And so then uh, I went in rehab, and that rehab session was with coach. Because I didn't want to dive into coaching, and I couldn't be full. You know, right, I'm right. still trying to play. Um, and then that following year, um, one of his guys left again, and that's when he called me, and, I, and it opened up. Yeah. Know? So uh, it, it just all worked itself out in, in my favor. You know, I was blessed, you know. so. How did this opportunity come about um how, did you have a relationship with the Lakers or anyone that that kind of helped pave the way for this yeah so like i said you know first of all you know i, I played here my rookie year right for, you know half the season and what uh, year was that again 2005 to, okay yeah, 2005. so that was before the Lakers. Yeah, um but i came back to uh so travis slank was my was one of my assistant coaches i forgot he was an assistant yeah, yeah. with mike montgomery um and so uh, I came back here to, what was it, 2010. Yeah, 2010, camp? I came to training camp. Yeah. I came to training camp in 2010. Um, and then after that, I, I was one of, I was like the last cut. Like um, literally like right, right after the last preseason game? Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean. Was, was that pretty tough? It was tough, I always say. It, for me, I've been in multiple situations where injuries have have hurt me. Yeah. Whether it was my injury or somebody else's injury, you know. Uh, yeah. And in this case, long story short, um, Jeff Adrian was on was in training camp that year with us, and Lua Munson, Lua Munson and Epe Udo was hurt, and Lua Munson ended up breaking his hand, and. It came down to me and Jeff, and Jeff had opportunity to play. That man came in there and had like 11 points and 16 rebounds in 15 minutes. Right. Something ridiculous. You know, and then they had the bigs was hurt, so they needed to keep it big, and they kept him. And he, but he earned it, you know what I'm saying? And, but, I, I mean, I had played really well, too, and, you know, and uh, felt like I had earned it as well, you know, but the fact that he won it, he got it. So that was an injury on somebody else's part. That right, right. Paid away for him. You know, and, and – uh, and so I came here that year, didn't make the team, but I went down to the G League or the D League at the time in Reno. You know, that's when Reno was affiliated with, and Eric Musselman was the coach. And so I went down there and played. It's, it's funny because you had uh, Eric Musselman was the head coach. Um, uh, we had a number of different guys. You know, Phil Handy was on staff. That was Toronto. Uh, Boy Pierce came down here for like a day. Like, you know what I mean? It was crazy. He came down yeah. to coach for a day. He didn't have it. He wasn't working at the time, or he was in between jobs, I should say. And he came down and you know he was about to work with us. And then like the next day, I think Cleveland, Mike Brown might have called him to Cleveland. You know, it, yeah, was, it yeah. was something crazy. Yeah. Uh, so we had a great staff, but there was a guy uh, by the name of Ryan Atkinson that was on, on on the staff at the time, and that was his first gig. And he was kind of like the errand boy. You know, the washing the clothes, um, driving us all around, doing all the little things, um, and me and him became tight. We, uh, you know, I used to stay back and help him wash clothes or whatever, stick around with him. So therefore, we. So, do you remember what his job title was at the back back then? Ryan was, 
I mean, like I say, he he was uh, intern, team manager, team manager, intern, yeah. or something. Uh, Fresh out of college. Yep. Sammy Gamp, Sammy uh, Gelfin was yeah. up on the staff over yeah, there yeah. with us. That was his first gig. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I got to know all these guys, and um, and so Ryan, me and him became real tight. Uh, you you help him out. Do some yeah, I help him with the laundry. You know I me, mean? and then afterwards we going out to eat. We hanging out all the time. Just we getting real close. Um, and so fast forward. Um, what was that that game when Clay went off in in uh, in, in uh, Game Six, I think, in, in, in uh, Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. City? I yeah. went out to that game because I, I was in Kansas at the time. Right. That's why I was still coaching in Kansas. So I went to that game, and Ryan, I had talked to Ryan. I'm like, "Yo, you coming out to the game?" He's like, "Nah," because at the time he started working with Golden State. So, so I'm like, "Are right. you coming out?" He's like, "Nah," but I want you to meet uh, Kent Laker, and you know, so I go out, and me and Kent met, talked a little bit, you know, just an intro- introduction. Um, and so that it was nothing. I'm not right. thinking anything of it. So that following year is when I went to Florida Gulf Coast, and Ryan continued to work to himself in position, and, and, and him and Kent worked directly together. Fast forward, when when Casey uh, was going down to be at the Clippers, and that job opened up, you know, Ryan called me like, "Yo, would you be interested in this position?" You know, and I'm like, "Well, definitely." You know, and so that's kind of how it is. Yeah, is that something you'd ever even thought about about coaching the G League? Never. Or? Yeah. Never. And so again, you know, Ryan, you know, uh, put my name out there. Kent, me and Kent started having some dialogue, um, which was great. Um, and then, you know, me and Steve met. You know, and I think just through through our inter- me and Kent's interactions and, and relationship that that had grown, uh, and Steve's, it, it just kind of seemed like a perfect fit. Yeah, you know, but I always say I always say that um, I never thought about being in the G League at all. You know, I was right. in coaching in college, so my whole thing was okay. How can I, I continue to be great here? My my whole thing is wherever I'm at, I just want to be great at. Yeah, I just want to be as best as I can, and I'm always focused on that where I'm at. You know, I'm never right. saying like, man, I got to hurry up next year. I got to be doing this, this, this. No, I just kind of enjoy where I'm at at that moment. I try to, and uh, yes, sir, I see. <laughs> you got war wounds already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so for me, I think uh, for me it's uh, you know I always say man, you enjoy where you are, and you know I just let God direct me where He's gonna lead me, and, and it kind of opened up, you know. But to that story, to always say people, man, like Ryan was like the Aaron boy, the yeah. the lowest man on the totem pole, and so I always use that man. Like it wasn't that I was trying to befriend him to get anything, you know. But you be genuine with people, and 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 then people just look out for you if you're genuine, right. you know. And, and and he's a genuine person. I'm a genuine person, and that's the relationship that happened. He's the assistant GM for you guys. And now he's a, and, and yeah. so that's what I should say. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Fast forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After all that, he becomes the assistant general manager, and that's why he ended up calling me because he's looking for right, a head right, coach. Right. You know. And is there is there something? Does it make it even kind of more special because it is with the team that you had? your NBA run with where you, you know, you, you played some games for them. You were the last cut in preseason and you never, you, there was probably always that part of you is like, man, if it had just worked out with Golden State of course. Uh, and now it's working out for you in a different way. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, <laughs> a, 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 exactly. I mean, like when I lived out here for those couple of months, I man, I loved Oakland, you know I mean? It, it, it had a feel of, of Portland to me being from Portland, it had yeah. some type of Portland feel. D- Northeast Portland for sure. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, it was great. So when when I came back, and it's like I'm gonna be working with the Warriors. Like, man, it's a great organization. You know, they've been having success, and it, it always looked like it was a joy to be around those people. And so, 
I was I was honored just you know based on the fact that I like the Bay, um, and and the group of people, you know, with Steve and, and you know watching from afar, you you know you see Bob, you see Steve, you see Joe, and it's like having a great time, man. And I feel like that's that's what work should be like, you know what <laughs> I mean, uh, where you enjoy it, you know. So I was definitely ecstatic to be coming a part of this organization, man. It's been a blessing. Do you, what are your goals? Do you, do you know what you're, do you want to be an NBA head coach? Is that the goal? Would you go back to college? What, what do you know what you want to? Man, I just want to be, I, like I say, I just want to become great wherever I'm at, you know, and obviously I'm in the G League, you know, and so just continue to, to get better there because I'm learning a lot about myself and I'm growing as a coach and as a man. Uh, so continue to do that. And, you know, I think, what. Well, you in this industry, you don't know what happens. You right. know what I mean? In, in, in the basketball world, uh, you know, so opportunity could come to, to, to get to the NBA, opportunity could come to go to college, you know. And ultimately, I mean, I think I, I, I mean, if I had that opportunity and I'm blessed to be a head coach and I would love that, you know, and if and if it don't come uh, in the NBA or in it come in college, I'd be love that. If it come, whatever. Yeah. Um, as long as I'm, you know, my family's good. My how many kids, how many kids do you have now? I got four boys. Wow. Yeah, so. uh, and uh, is your wife from Portland? Or? No, she's from Kansas City. Uh, did you meet her at KU? Yep. Was so she an athlete too? Or? She was a high. She played sports in high school. Okay. You know, she played some basketball. Ran. She's she really a runner. You know. So um, yeah, but she's an athlete. Yeah. We got four boys though. You know. So for 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 the most part, man, I just want them to be. In, you know, I'm doing the best job of trying to you know, being that husband, being a father. You know, and and uh, you like you like Santa Cruz? It's got to be a good family. You know what? Santa Cruz and we live in Scotts Valley, and right off, but we in Santa Cruz a whole lot. That's Santa Cruz County. Yeah, and uh, it's grown on me. You know, when I first got there, I was like, "This shit crazy." You know, (laughs) it's like like, like, this what? This weird old shit. (laughs) But then it's you know you you just start to realize that the weirdness because you say Santa Cruz keeps Santa Cruz weird, and you be like, "Damn, look at it." Keep Portland weird. It's Portland weird, right? (laughs) And what I realized. But I didn't. I didn't grow up in the keep Portland weird era. Right, right. right. That shit came when I was Portland. That came years manager. after. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm down there looking at all this weird shit, stuff. And uh, what's up, fam? And but then you realize what it is is what's weird is that people people do what they feel and aren't being judged. Right. And so in in our and and people mind that like that's he's weird. Oh, well, why are you judging him? Like right. no, that's. Is he he's him his own person or she's her own person like right. that's what they are that's what they do and you just grow to appreciate it you know like you go out there people don't really people don't I mean people really don't give two about <laughs> anything out there it's just like they just go with things just right. go with life I love it out you know? there exactly I go so, down there several times a summer just and, to hang out and yeah. it grows on you right yeah. it grows on you and so you just appreciate that living down there um, but recently man we, we've really you know my, my wife and kids has got real comfortable out there and developed some great relationships and friendships so it's good yeah um and d- does your experience as the g league coach do you think prepare you for an opportunity like this where you have a lot of guys with competing interests yeah obviously everyone's trying to get on a roster they they want touches they yeah. it's kind of a similar mentality probably yeah. to guys in the g league it, it, it is you know and uh it's very similar you know like you got some, but but like we got a couple of guys that are actually on the Golden State roster or whatever. But same thing, you know, a lot of these guys that are playing here, a lot of them will end up in the G League or end up overseas. You know, everybody that's on the roster is not going to play in the NBA next year. You know, and that's just reality of it. 
as is the reality of G League. So it's very similar. You know, I think, uh, you know, for me coming up here, you know, um, we've merged two staffs. You know, right. I got a couple of guys off my staff, off Santa Cruz staff. And then obviously the guys up here from Golden State staff and we kind of merged it to one staff, which is great because everybody, you know, get along great, you know what I mean? And it's perfect. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Always man. good chatting with a fellow Portlander. No question, man. And again, man, one other thing I'm going to say, man, the fact that we blew and gold, I always love coming back to some blue and gold demos. <laughs> Jefferson. Jefferson yeah. Warriors, blue and gold. Jefferson, you know. yeah. I want to thank Aaron Miles for joining me on the podcast. It was great getting to know him and learning more about his journey to Golden State. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron and email me at cleturno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco.